Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler, Rink, Merrimack host, Boston University tonight. Hockey East action, and uh, welcome to tonight's intermission report. We're actually joined before the game here uh, by Bernie Corbett, the uh, venerable voice of the Boston University Terriers. And, uh, well, uh, first of all, Bernie, give us your thoughts. You're a little more than halfway through the season here for the Terriers. 7-7-5 uh, seven, seven, and five overall coming into the game, 4-3-4 four, and four in league play. So, uh, what's the season been like to this point for the Terriers? Well, before that, I'd just like to say that I'm so old that I went to J. Tom Lawler's hockey school, so we're not getting, all right, now we can move on. He was a he was a great guy too. He was a great coach and, and a great hockey guy. How'd you do at the schools? Um, I, I did okay. I went up there a couple of summers, and uh, you know, I wasn't a, certainly wasn't a great player or even a good one. But uh, he ran a good hockey school anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yes, to the point uh, point I just heard, J. Tom Lawler, I couldn't help but react. Um, it's it's been I think uh, somewhat of a roller coaster ride. I guess would be the you know the, the proper cliche as far as this season. Uh, a lot of ups and downs for the Terriers. Uh, a good deal of that, I think, uh, could be uh, traced back. It's you know health generated. Uh, this is the healthiest. This is, I think, about as good as it gets for the Terriers right now in terms of health. They're getting Logan Cockrell back tonight. It's been a long wait. Uh, he had a, I guess we'll say, an upper body injury that kept him out for a very extended time. We only saw him for three games. Um, Sam Stevens, who's going to be in the lineup and has been in the lineup recently, uh, really liked his game. The first game of the year in Union. And uh, he got hurt in practice that week, and then we didn't see him for about three months or whatever it was. So getting him back, and uh, and then uh, you know a, a recent addition, uh, Wilmer Skoog is I think is as advertised. Uh, talked to Albie about uh, about Wilmer and what he could add. I always say you know as I'm sure you guys do, you talk to a coach. Is he a six guy? Is he a top six? Is he a top nine? And Albie said, I think he can be a top six guy, and he's a center where we were depleted yeah, from the beginning of the year. Yeah. And uh, he certainly looks like, you know, he's, I mean, he's centering the third line kind of in name only tonight. I mean, they're almost interchangeable with the, the depth factor right now. That's a very good line, uh, that line with Skoog and the two freshmen with Phillips and Master Simone. But uh, Skoog's got an, he's got an edge to his game. Uh, he does everything hard. He passes the puck hard. He shoots hard. He gets rid of the puck real quick. And uh, he's already had a couple of pretty important moments. He got an overtime goal against Brown to win the game. And he scored his, uh, I guess, the third lacrosse goal that's been, you know, uh, you know, at least documented on YouTube because he did it twice in junior hockey. And I had a chance to talk to him this week on our podcast, and uh, it seems like he's, you know, a pretty solid guy. So, so getting Skoog back, uh, getting Skoog in, and getting Cockrell back. Um, Armstrong is out. He's the only guy that's out right now, which is a shame, because uh, Armstrong, Zegras, and Harper had played together toward the end of the first semester, and they're a very good line. The kind of the all the wing beaver line, the all Avon line, and then uh, Armstrong's out right now. Um, but uh, but he's the only one, so it's a much healthier situation right now. Uh, the defense has been pretty healthy over the course of the year. And uh, the goaltending with uh, Sam Tucker, uh, you know, some stability from Sam Tucker um, through the first semester toward the end when the Terriers got the two wins, that two really important wins against Northeastern and Harvard at the end of the semester, and then followed through with the win against Brown. Uh, but uh, they won a competition at the position, thus the fact that, that Ashton Abel came in um, at the uh, for the second semester along with Skoog. And uh, it looks like... Abel is going to get, I was at practice yesterday, but it looks like Abel's going to get the start. And uh, he looked, uh, the exhibition game that, uh, that he played, uh, he looked quick. Um, he's athletic. And uh, as always, it's important to have competition at that position. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake Wise, local product, uh, played for Central Catholic here mm -hmm. before going on to the U.S. development team. Uh, how's he looked so far? And I know that injuries have been a problem for him yes. throughout his career, but how's yeah. how's this year going for him? Well, you know, I think it's a, it's one of those classic uh, cases of a guy that right now is just lacking confidence. I mean, uh, 
He had a shift uh, against Brown the other night where he had three good scoring chances on the same shift, and it's just you know it, it's like watching a hitter right now. You know, it's can can that you know can that bloop you know bloop drop you know you get that the old Texas League bloop over the shortstop to break the slump. Um, I think he's struggling more confidence-wise than anything. I think his play has been pretty solid. Um, I just think he needs to be rewarded and, and have an opportunity to uh, to maybe put one on the back of the net right now. Bernie, BU won their first road game out at Union, but they have not won on the road since, 0-4-2. and How do you explain that? Yeah, that's a kind of a tough one to explain, to be honest with you, John. And, and uh, I looked at it, you know, hey, fresh start, new year. Uh, having won three in a row and momentum after winning the game, midweek game, rare midweek game with Brown, uh, that, you know, okay, you know, going up to Dartmouth, uh, that, uh, you know, you're hoping to be in pretty good shape last week. And particularly, you know, Dartmouth, smaller building, things happen quick. They had played the exhibition game at Walter Brown the week before, and I said, well, that'll be their benefit. And I think it'll be their benefit tonight, the fact that they played at Walter Brown and Dartmouth coming here where things happen quickly. But, yeah, it's one of those things that really is tough to explain right now, that they have had their struggles on the road. It has been a long time, all the way back to October, since they actually won a road game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor Zegra centering the top line there, along with Patrick Harper. These two guys have been dynamic all year. Zegra is uh, also for the U.S. Uh, national team, the World yeah. Junior Team. Uh, tell us about how these two guys uh, seem to feed off each other. Yeah, I think uh, you know Harper first. I mean, I, I think you know we don't have time. Obviously, I would, what I want to tell you, you know, as far as Harper's, but suffice it to say that Harper came back from a really serious situation. I mean, very serious situation. Uh, I'll let it go at that. So you look at his year last year and coming back and getting his comfort level back to being able to play hockey when there was some questions as to whether he was ever going to play hockey again, I think, from the situation he was in. Uh, he's been really comfortable from the beginning of the year, and he has played very well with Zegras. Who's, I mean, Zegras is a magician as far as being able to distribute the puck and, uh, and, 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 and make guys look good or make guys better. You know, the proverbial, you know, Larry Bird, he's going to make everybody look better. Um, his only downfall, I think, is, you know, just a guy that's that talented and that youthful is, uh, you know, sometimes he can, uh, you know, make, you know, it's, it's not the highlight reel and, you don't have to worry about the Romanian judge grading you. You know, you, you know, just make the play, make the play that's in front of you. Make the simpler play as opposed to, you know, you don't always have to be going for Sports Center every night. You know, but he's just immensely skilled and talented. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him tonight. Uh, well, before we let you go, uh, have to talk about the big story of late and the Red Sox and everything that's going on over there. Uh, I know you're a big Red Sox fan there. Uh, what's your What's your take on the whole situation? I mean, personally, I mean, I liked Alex Cora. I liked. I thought he brought a lot of good things. To to the team, it's too bad what happened. I suppose it had to had to happen. What what did happen? But what, what's your take? Well, I think that uh, it's it's a situation where you know by association, uh, everything once everything in Houston came down the way that it did, that uh, the Red Sox. I mean, they they certainly are. Uh, I think well informed that this is probably the other shoe was going to drop for Alex Cart. Hasn't yet. But I think it seems like a lot of this can really be traced back to Houston. I don't know if the Red Sox, they're going to really come down hard on the Red Sox necessarily. Cora is another story. I mean, you know, Cora was probably looking at a, I mean, you just can't keep the manager if he's going to get suspended for a year. And we've already seen these dominoes fall with the managers. But uh, my hope is that the Red Sox uh, are going to be maybe not completely exonerated, but let's say somewhat exonerated, as opposed to Houston, which is kind of at the root of all of this evil right now. Yeah, right. Uh, I loved Alex Cora, though, by the way. I'm very sad about that. So two questions. Who's the next manager of the Red Sox? And does Alex Cora manage again one day? I think he will. I'll take the second question first. I think he will. I think it's gonna it's gonna take some time for that to happen. I think you know once again, but uh, uh, he sits out for a period of time. I think he'll get another shot. I think he'll certainly be uh, uh, 
you know, remorseful about what's happened. And as far as the next manager of the Red Sox, I think, you know, the, the, the guy from uh, Tampa was a qual, uh, qual uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name, the guy who was the bench coach in Tampa. You'd think that he might have, with Haim with Bloom, that he might have somewhat of an advantage. Um, Ron Renneke, if, if the Red Sox are somewhat off the hook and they can stay inside and keep the coaching staff together, I mean, Ron Renneke's infinitely qualified. So I think they'd probably go with those two. I mean, me, outside the box, um, I always was a Dusty Baker fan, you know. Showalter would shake things up a little bit. <laughs> well, you know. we also talked about Carlos Fabless maybe getting a well, shot, too. Finally. Yeah, and, and he's qualified. You know, once again, if, if the Red Sox uh, pretty much skate on this thing internally, then, you, you know, it's going to be obviously a tremendous asset for them to be able to keep the staff. Can you imagine if they got to go back to square one with all the coaches leaving also? That would be really traumatic. Yeah. All right, Bernie, thanks. Uh, great to talk to you as always. Uh, have a good call tonight, and Thanks. best of luck to the Terriers. Uh, we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Look forward to that, too. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Bernie Corbett, the voice of the Boston University Terriers, and we'll be back with, with more during this intermission report right here. This is Warrior Hockey.